0: It was nice to see the whole crew today i believe you had a good time worshiping him thanking him god is a faithful god hallelujah how marvelous how wonderful marvelous wonderful jesus hallelujah like you know by now we have turned into june past and now in july So therefore, six months are done, half of the year is over, and he has brought us thus far. No matter what it looked like, God has been faithful. He's a good God. He's a loving Heavenly Father. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We are so excited that we could gather like this after so long. And um, no matter what's happening out there, God is faithful. Praise the Lord. I thank God for the team who has been diligently working with us and making sure that everything goes on in spite of whatever is happening out there. So I'm glad we are here together again. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, if you come before the end of the year, that's wonderful. But if we have to wait a couple of years, that's also awesome. But we have decided to live one day at a time. We've decided to choose today to rejoice and be glad in you. Hallelujah. Thank you for strengthening your people right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I hope you had a chance to go over the fasting and prayer um, message and prayed with us. Um, I know that you like to do it at your convenience, but try to hear it, try to get it. It's a blessing, I believe, that we are prayerfully considering things before we go out there and speak it, and we trust God for His mercy. Hallelujah. I'm going to start my uh, reading today with Philippians, the third chapter, and the 20th verse. It says, For our conversation is in heaven, hallelujah, from whence also we look to the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. Our lifestyle is not based on what is going on on the earth. In fact, it is on a higher level. We are born from above. And therefore our life comes from heaven and we are looking for our Savior, looking up and expecting him to show up. And the Bible says in verse 21, Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. There is a working which is going to take place the instant Jesus appears, and that will change our bodies. It's called a vile body here. Our low bodies, it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. Hallelujah. Until that day comes, however, you have to deal with this low body. You have to deal with all of its challenges, all of its uh, beckonings, all of its um, various ways of doing things. Hallelujah. And so... We look up. Praise God. You'll have to look up. I believe uh, Brother Joji reminded us that this year we'll be looking up. Hallelujah. More and more. Hallelujah. How many of you are enjoying the varieties of uh, messages we are hearing? Praise God. Different, different types, but God is telling us the same thing. Amen. So we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So there may be more of the looking now. You would already be aware. You know, it's amazing to know that some, some chaps and some folks out there uh, are not really looking like that. In fact, all this that we are saying may be news to them. But um, thank God, if you have half a brain and only one ear, you can tell that <laughs> these are the last days. I mean, there's no way you can miss it anymore. Praise God. Uh, your passports are slowly becoming prepared for um, a certain number which will indicate that you have had the uh, vaccination and all of that. So you can see it's slowly progressing from that on to a number which will be given to people either on the forehead or on the hand. It's all coming round to that. So if you have any sense, you will notice there's a unification of the whole world's policies and a rebellion um, that is taking place, where authorities are being challenged and ideas are being challenged and um, people are coming out out of the closet and proving that they don't have to account for anybody, uh, lawlessness is beginning to set in. Praise God. We have Brother John again with us. Um, Sister Kripa is uh, there for you know, waiting. Hallelujah. And so maybe in a summary we can just say, there is no doubt that we are living in the last days.
1: And that
0: our life is originally from heaven, our citizenship is from heaven
1: and
0: one of these days our bodies are going to be
1: changed. But
0: until that day takes place we will have to deal with our
1: bodies. Praise
0: God. I remember for a certain period of time my grandmother was living with us just for experiment I think and um, you know, she, she was a little old by then, according to um, what her paper said. You know, she was um, maybe in her late 90s, but according to her own statement, she was older than that. So let's just say she was quite old, and uh, so she had a way of thinking, she had a way of speaking, and eventually when I brought her from Kerala, she thought we were in some kind of bus, and... She did not know that we had come to Bangalore. And then after some time, she realized that she was in Bangalore. And I'm telling you, she was not happy. She was constantly angry with me, telling me that she had to go back to her home. And she had to go back to her house. And she could not stay in a rented house and all of that. But until we took her back, she was not satisfied. In fact, after that, uh, in a few months, she passed on. Praise God. But I believe we'll meet her in heaven and she'll be 33 years old. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So she was always looking forward to going back to her home, going back to her own house. And that kind of draws us to heaven. Amen. That desire to go to a place where we are supposed to be enjoying freedom, our father's house, where there is everything that we ever, ever had in our hearts. The streets are gold. Wow, hallelujah. There's no malls there to buy anything, so all the wealth has been put into materials for building. Hallelujah. And so everything is just gold and precious stones and shining. It's awesome. Hallelujah. There's no curse there, no tears there, no death there. Revelation 21 and 22 tells us about all of these things. Now, what about us that are on the earth? And we have this dual citizenship and uh, we have to manage this dual citizenship, sons of God and sons of men. How about us? Well, thank God, the malls are getting opened again so you can go and shop. Hallelujah. Uh, Not till you drop, but shop. (laughs) Hallelujah. And so God wants you to shop. God wants you to spend. God wants you to enjoy. Hallelujah. Praise God. But the, the point is that Uh, That is not our final destination. We are going to a place where whatever we have done was going to appear uh, permanently, praise God. And the reason why we have to shop and why we have to spend is because these things get spent. They get finished. The clothes uh, become old. They get moth-eaten. The wealth gets corrupted. It, it, It gets emptied. And so it has to be replenished because of the fall. But imagine a perpetual state of wealth, a perpetual state of fullness, a perpetual state of glory, hallelujah, and splendor. That's what we are used to. That's where we came from. Hallelujah. But in this fallen world, God knows that we'll have to spend, we'll have to buy, we'll have to replenish, we'll have to continue like that. The same thing happens for our bodies. We have to replenish. Strengthen, renew, and go on. Hallelujah. So um, get used to it. We are not yet at heaven, but we can have heaven and experience the millennial reign while we're in these mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Let's go off to the 112th Psalm. Praise the Lord Jesus. How many of you have uh, any memory of the 112th Psalm? Yeah, that's some awesome psalm. Amen. And So let's go read that. Notice it says there, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his command. Praise God. This is talking about delighting in God's word, getting excited about the things he has said, enjoying him, being in him, Delight thyself also in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. Notice here, uh, it strictly moves into all kinds of prosperity and wealth. Verse 3 says, wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Hallelujah. So you can see here that God is into wealth and riches being in your house, in your address. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. But there is a progressive way that you receive that increase and that abundance. It is through enjoying His Word and your relationship with the Word of God. Praise God. That is proportionately increasing and causing wealth to manifest in the natural realm. Praise God. Let's hear Psalm 112, verse 1, also in Canada.
1: Amen.
0: So you can see that it is based on a relationship with the Word of God, and then that delight and that enjoyment that comes from the Word of God now produces these results. Hallelujah, Third John verse two says, "I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul." Prospers. And you see that God's way of prosperity is based on enjoyment of his word, understanding and development in the word of God, your relationship with him through his word. And that is what's going to cause true prosperity in every area of your life. Some people have finances, but their marriage has gone down. Uh, some people have a good marriage, but they have no finances. Some people have... Uh, finances and a good marriage but they die young see so we need to have all of the three length of days riches and honor and that is what comes out of the pr- proper handling of the wisdom of the word of god hallelujah you may have seen that also in proverbs 3 the 16th the 17th and so on let's hear if we can see verse 3 of 112 psalm also in canada Praise God. Notice here also in Proverbs three, which we have studied maybe over a period of time, but some years ago, verse 16 of Proverbs three, "Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand or left hand, riches and honor." Hallelujah. Praise God. So, we need to have all the three. Length of days, riches, and honor. Amen? Not just the finances, not just the wealth, and then being dishonored and not treated well, dying like a dog, not even having a good funeral, just dumped. That's not right. Hallelujah. Just exploding in a vehicle, things like that. That's not right. We should have a decent burial We should be surrounded by our loved ones. They should sing and remember. Hallelujah. And thank God for our lives. How many of you have that kind of thought? Amen. If you don't, well, that's the right way to go. Hallelujah. Not just dying on, uh, you know, the bed there because of some terrible sickness. But you are satisfied. You have seen good days. You have lived out and seen your children's children. Like Joseph, he raised his grandchildren on his knees, the Bible said. That means they came and sat on Tata's knees and enjoyed uh, Tata and looked up to him and received instruction. Praise God. Let's hear also Proverbs 3.16 in Kannada.
1: Amen.
0: And notice here that it says, she is more precious than rubies. All things that you can desire are not to be compared unto her. That's talking about Wisdom. And through wisdom, all of these things are added on to us. Praise God. More precious than rubies. All the things that you can desire are not to be compared unto her. So this personality of wisdom, which I believe is Jesus Christ, has to be looked upon and thought upon and related to as more precious than any other thing that we can desire. Hallelujah. Any other thing that we can desire. We have desires. God knows that we have desires. And he wants to give us the desires of the heart. But he says that we should fellowship with him. We should delight ourselves in him. And then he will give us the desires of our heart. So we don't go looking for things. We don't go running after the desires of our heart. But we take time to fellowship with him. Enjoy his word. Relate with his word. And then all of these things are added on to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe we can hear also verse 15 in
1: dilla. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That's
0: wonderful. If you go with us again to the book of John, it says in the 12th chapter, in the ministry of Jesus, though he did many miracles... The Bible says they still did not believe in him. Isn't that interesting? John twelve thirty seven. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. So it's not necessary that miracles would make you believe. They should, but it's not necessary that they would, because the idea of relating with this person is also involved. You see, if you could just uh, get the miracle and go away, that would be nice. But here he is using the miracle as a bell, to, as an alarm, as a trumpet to invite him and you to this great relationship. Hallelujah. 38, the saying of Isaiah, the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, On Lord, who has believed our report, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? In other words, he wants us to fall in love with him, by his report and not just through miracles hallelujah can we hear that also john
1: 12 37 and 38 in kannada god is
0: excited about our believing in Him, trusting His great love for us, trusting that He loves us so much that He will not be less than a natural father, but better than a natural father who would like to see His children's faces smiling and enjoying the rewards. Amen. In the same 12th chapter, however, notice the intentions are there in verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on Him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Hallelujah. So you can see again that he's inviting us to a wholesale relationship with himself. Um, praise God for miracles. But they should bring us to a relationship with him that is true, that is solid, that is not based on... Just XYZ reasons, but because we want to know Him, because we want to enjoy Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe we read
1: verse 37. Yes, and now let's read verse 42. Don't mind my little laugh, we'll talk about it. <laughs>
0: And 43 says, they love the praise of men more than the praise that comes only from God. Hallelujah. So there is this thing about God desiring a full unhindered relationship with him where his praise matters more than anybody else's praise. Praise God. Shall we say that?
1: Praise the
0: Lord. You know, I remember that um, we talked about Paul the other day and how that he lost everything and counted it but dung for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. For some of us, you know, we did not have anything to lose. <laughs> I was among the people who had nothing. I was already in the dung set up. So there was nothing to count as dung, it was just dung everywhere. Everywhere I looked, it was dung. You know, so I just needed to come out of this dung hill, praise God. And even if you came to the Lord like that, realizing that you are in the murky mire of dung and you are done and you're finished, you know, guess what? His hand is available. He's going to yank you out of that place. Hallelujah. He's the God who takes us out of the dung hill and makes us sit with princes. Even the princes of his people. But eventually, your heart, if there is any sincerity there, uh, will begin to look for the person who brought them out of the downhill. Praise God. You would like to know this one that brought us out of the downhill and made us sit with princes, even the princes of his people. And so, that's a progressive thing. And therefore, in God's eyes, uh, that progress is important. That progression in our relationship with Him, with the Word of God, our excitement in getting His report rather than any other report, uh, rather than the praises of the world or man, is what uh, He is more excited about. Praise God. So God wants to make sure that our relationship with Him is based on our uh, unhindered love for His praise.
1: Hallelujah.
0: So that's our target. That's where we want to go. We want to go to a place where we are so fearless that we just love His praise and it doesn't matter what it looks like in the world and in the eyes of man. Hallelujah. That is a total freedom where... You are excited to stand up for him, and it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Praise God. That's a very uh, amazing place to get to, and um, hallelujah, we are desiring to get to that place. Notice also in Psalm chapter 1, the same kind of treatment in our thinking is called for. Psalm 1, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. No, sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water. That bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. How about that? Whatever you do, just prospering. Hallelujah. That's God's plan. And so it comes through uh, his delight being in the Word. He says, in his law does he meditate day and night. Because he's delighted in it. Praise God. Now you could just uh, meditate in it as uh, a law, as a required thing. Because, you know, if you meditate, something good is going to come out of it. But rather, to delight in it is what he's talking about. A relationship. With the word, a relationship with the Lord through his word. Praise God. Let's hear Psalm 1 verse 2
1: also in Dhanyanu.
0: Amen. So that relationship is what we must be looking for because that's going to produce um, results that endure and results that go into eternity, the ages to come also. See, there were various reasons why they accepted Jesus or refused Jesus. And he saw it all and he noted them down in these scriptures. Now, we have an enemy, the Bible says, and his name is Satan. So in Job chapter 1, look what he says in the ninth verse. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for naught? Does Job fear God for nothing? Hallelujah, you know, um, God is boasting about this man called Job, who is an upright man, who is eschewed evil, who is so blessed, and all of that. And then Satan picks up something there called the intention. He says, is there a reason why this man fears you? Or is it because he loves you? Or is it because he just wants to get some stuff from you? He wants to actually tell us that, and God, that they are not following him just because he's God, but because of what they can get from him. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that? Let's
1: hear Job 1, verse 9.
0: Amen. Have you not made a hedge around him? about his house, all that he has on every side. Verse 10 says, you've blessed the work of his hands, his substance is increased in the land. So he said, it's because he's so blessed, he has everything, he's protected, he's kept, that's why they're following you. But I can guarantee you, that if these things disappear from his life, he's going to curse you to your face. That's how the devil thinks. That's how the world thinks. The intentions Um, are being questioned again and again and hey they have a point don't they have a point i mean it's possible to lose interest when you don't see uh, results coming uh, as a tendency to be kind of slow and to generally not be that excited about this god hallelujah i mean it happens we are in this natural body and until it is glorified it's going to go according to that fashion with the natural gravitation towards south, and I don't mean Trincomalee either, hallelujah, but downwards. And so we have to keep propping it up again and again to look up, look to higher places. This is not our home, this is not where we come from, this is not our citizenship. We are going home to the real home where we came from, where everything is gold, where there's precious stones everywhere, hallelujah. But there are no malls. <laughs> and you don't need malls there because it's a permanent glory. Everybody looks great. Whether you're wearing, you know, Cacharel or Ralph Lauren. You know, it doesn't matter. Everybody looks just good. But you look better based on your relationship with the Lord when you were on the earth. Same and somebody. So if you're interested in hot couture, you might as well get into the things of God. Enjoy God much more in these fleeting days, so that your decor, your clothing is far better. When we walk on those streets of gold, I like to be stepping, stepping. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Let's be stepping in a different way. Say amen. Amen. How do we translate all that? Uh, (laughs) Let's do Job 1, 9, and then 10. Let's do uh, 1, 9, and 10. Yes, please
1: aga summana manege now if you have
0: studied the book of job it's quite a very interesting book very intense very poetic but there's something about it that you need to know that this was not the entire lifetime of this man, Uh, he had this challenge of losing everything and um, being at the beck and call of the enemy for about six to nine months. It was not his whole life story. And eventually, as you read the end of the book, you will notice God is justified because he says, Job, you said so many things in ignorance. You did not know me you were basing your uh, theology or your knowledge of me on just experience in the natural realm. And he said, yes, I abhor and repent in dust and ashes. I have spoken words without knowledge, and so on and so forth. So you need to know that what happened there happened not because simply God said, okay, let's see what will happen to this guy, but it also brought forth certain things that God knew Job could handle and would be a teaching experience for us also. The Bible declares in Proverbs 3.25 that it was Job's fear that brought all of these things into his life. Hallelujah. Notice there in Job 3 and verse 25 it says there for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. In other words he had some residual fears in his life all the time that he may lose everything and what he feared happened. See, there was no way those things would have happened unless he had feared. What he feared is what happened. God knew what he feared and uh, it would have to have a door open in his life and eventually, you know, all of us need to know that also. Thank God Eventually, God blessed him. He got doubly blessed at the end of the book. You notice he's a very, very super blessed man. But all these things were written so that you and I would know that if we love him and we enjoy his love, it will drive away every kind of fear, every kind of insecurity. You're going to gain from this relationship. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear also verse 25 in Canada, Job 3.25 glory to God notice a familiar scripture in 1 John also chapter 4 verse 18 there is no fear in love hallelujah but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment he that fears is not made perfect in love hallelujah perfect love will drive away all the fear so you and I, if you check deep within, you will notice that there are things that rise up every now and then uh, as an insecurity, as a fear that begins to sometimes pop up, and then we have to address it, we have to speak to it, we have to bring out scriptures and remind ourselves on, about God's faithfulness. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. Uh, some of you are immune to it, I know, but I have these things that pop up every now and then, You know, what about this, and what about that, and what about this, and what about that? And I have to address it. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the love of God flushes it out, drives it out. Amen? By the same principle, the word of God, which is Jesus, God himself, the more you begin to saturate yourself with that word, it will drive away everything else. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Perfect love, which is God's love, when you feast on it and allow it to come in and in again and again and again, it will drive out all the fear. It will drive out everything that you secretly had inside you as a fear, as an insecurity, etc. Praise God. Notice that. And so, as you spend time dozing yourself with the Word of God, excessively... Everything else has to go out. Praise God. You know, there are things that come in your family tree, for instance, that um, would like to loom over you, such as an inherited gene and an inherited family kind of thing. For instance, you know, someone in your family has asthma, and so you expect that asthma will come, and you have the symptoms of asthma and all of that. But guess what? But as you spend time with the Word of God, that asthma is going to get flushed out. Hallelujah. If it persists, it's just showing you how strong that fear is, how strong that dominion is. But guess what? The Word is stronger. The love of God is stronger. There's nothing stronger than the love of God because it never fails. It's the very nature of God itself. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it's going to drive that thing out as we delight ourselves in the Word. As we increase the dosage of the word, all these fears will be pushed out. Hallelujah. All these lying things will be pushed out. All these symptoms will be pushed out. All the curse will be pushed out. That's the truth about it. Hallelujah. Let's hear also 1 John
1: 4 verse 18 in Kannada. illa glory to God
0: alright so you notice here there is this constant harrowing thought from the enemy that you are not following God just because of he himself but because of what you can get from him that will be there and you have to prove that it is not true God knows whether it is true or not right God knows. And that's why we're saved. I like the new covenant. I like the, the church age. Whatever the reason is, whatever brought us to Jesus, whatever our reason is, while we're still saved, it doesn't matter, we're saved. bra ha <laughs> Aren't you glad about that? This is the best time. This is the best time to be on the planet. Man, and you did not choose to come to the planet in 2020, 2021, 22, or anything God decided that you were the right person for 2021. And thank God we're saved. If it were based on our daily um, target and our daily um, plan and our daily agenda that we should be saved like that, I don't think any of us would be saved. (laughs) But thank God when you just call on his name, believe that he died and paid the price for us, Thank God, when you make Jesus your Lord like that, you're saved. See, it's hard to find that actually you can be saved, even if you're not perfect in all of your agendas, all of your plans, and all of your thoughts. Hallelujah. So if we were the one in Job's situation, and if salvation were based on our actions, man, I don't think any of us would have made it. Praise God. But uh, thank God. We are not Job. Job is not us. And we are in a totally different dispensation. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that you're on your way to heaven singing victory? Hallelujah. You're on your way to heaven shouting victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Jesus made all the difference. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Job. So uh, notice that the enemy was watching And um, praise God, uh, the hand and protection through the fear of Job was down and he lost everything. He lost his children, he lost property, he lost everything. And his own body began to uh, see fear and more and more. Eventually, he was still standing. You know, he's a man that really impresses us by saying, Though he slay me, I will not uh, accuse him. I will still love him. Have you ever thought about that? Though he slays me, I will still serve him. Praise God. Of course, uh, that sounds like heroism on his part, that he's such a great guy. But it's ignorance because God is not the one slaying him. It was his own failures that were slaying him. Praise God. But at least you saw his heart there that even if God is killing me, I will still serve him. Amen? That's very heroic. Nice, nice. But notice the enemy continues to say in verse 4 of Job chapter 2, he says, Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin, yea, all that a man has, will he give for his life. He said, all that you did so far was just other things in his life and other people. But now, if we allow his, himself to suffer physically, his own life to suffer, his own health to suffer, he will definitely curse you. See, the, the increasing levels of the devious thoughts of the enemy. He says, okay, he lost everything, he lost family, he lost property, but his life is still there, his health is still there. If his own life is affected, skin for skin, he will curse you. That I can assure you, he says. Praise God. (laughs) You see how he thinks? That's who we are dealing with. So these intentions are powerful. Aren't they powerful? Let's hear Job
1: 2 verse 4 also. Praise God.
0: Amen. And you know the age of this book. Uh, The book of Job is not very clear. It's supposed to be somewhere in Genesis, actually. And even the authorship of it is not so clear. But um, thank God for such a man that he is quoted eventually uh, in Ezekiel and he is quoted also in the New Testament by the Lord's brother, James, in the book of James. So the, the man must be real and the Spirit of God has recognized him and he is a great man. Thank God for him. So this discourse between Job and God and the enemy, gives us a lot of insight into ways of the world, ways of mankind, and ways of God. Hallelujah. So anytime you notice in yourself, your agendas, your plans, your thoughts, you know, and why you are following him, why you are serving him, you know, you can address these things. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to, um, let's hear that also, Job 2, 4. Yeah, we heard that? All right. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalm 42. I'm still, um, you know, in my camera mode, so you can see there's no time for audience and all that. I'm just going. Hallelujah. Audience time means I come and I spend time with you and I never finish the note. Hallelujah. And that's wonderful. Praise God. Maybe we'll get to that eventually, but I'm still on camera mode. Hallelujah. So I will finish the notes in Jesus' name, most likely. Hallelujah. But Psalm 42, praise God. Where's the big guy? He seems to have disappeared. All right. You see, that's what I'm talking about. That's camera. No, that's not, not camera. Amen. Psalm 42. And observe there in the fifth verse. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Praise God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hallelujah. He says, Why art you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Why are you so down, O my soul? I think in Malayalam it will be en maname, you know, my mind, my mind, my, my soul. Why are you cast down? Notice that you can talk to your mind as if it's another person. It's true, it's not you, it's another person. Get that difference clearly. Your mind is not you. Your mind is your mind. Who are you? You are a spirit. Your spirit man is the real you. However, you will take your mind with you also. Your emotions, your will and your intellect, your deep thoughts will also go with you when we leave the earth. Hallelujah. But that's not really you. Those things have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then we will prove what is good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And then we will prosper according to the prosperity of our mind. Hallelujah. So you can talk to your mind, why are you cast down? Why are you down in the dumps? Why are you like this today? Why are you disquieted? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so insecure? Why are you bothered so much? Hope in God. Hope thou in God. Oh, hallelujah. I will yet praise Him. I will yet praise Him for the help of His countenance. Yet praise Him means, even though it doesn't feel good right now, even though my emotions and my will are all in a twist right now, I can yet praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice there, He is the help of His countenance. The word for help there is Yeshua, which if you are into watching Israel nowadays, of course we should watch Israel. Maybe you also have started calling Him Yeshua. Yeshua, Messiah, Yeshua, you know, and all that. But we're more familiar with Yeshua or Jesus and all. I'm not trying to make fun here. I'm not making fun. I'm just saying that. (laughs) The more people are interested in Israel, the more they say Yeshua. Have you noticed that? And Shalom and all of that. But uh, we guys, we're from the doggy kind of setup. We were just some Malayali guy, African guy, whatever. And we did not even know where Israel really was. We haven't been there. We did not travel there. Uh, We just began to understand more and more about them recently. We only knew the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So for all of us out there who only knew the name of Jesus, the word for help here is Yeshua, which is also the name for Jesus, which happens to be Jehovah saves. You see, so our salvation, our help is recorded there. That word help is Jesus. For the Jesus of his countenance. For the help, for the health, for the wholeness, for the soundness, for the welfare of his countenance, his face. Your face will be helped. Your face will shine. Your face will get excited as you look away from the natural and look at him. Jesus can change your face. Say Amen. Hallelujah. But you may have to talk to your soul. You may have to talk to your emotions. Notice there
1: Psalm 42 verse 5. Can we hear that please?
0: Amen. Praise God. If you notice there in verse 10, he says, As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me. They say daily unto me, where is your God? You know, there, there may be enemies in your life today which are like pricking you in the bones, saying, where is your God? Where is your healing? Where is the prosperity? Where is the blessing? What's the big difference about following Jesus? Where is your God? All that is there. Hallelujah. Then it makes your soul Cast down. So in verse 11, he continues. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health. Notice from help it became health. And incidentally it's the same word, Yeshua. Hallelujah. So Yeshua is healing. Yeshua is protection. Yeshua is provision. Jesus is all of those things. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Hallelujah. I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen. So I like to see it like this. My soul, my deep thoughts may stand against God and may even have agendas. My soul may say, I don't feel like praising him because I didn't get the red Ferrari. Why should I praise him? Give me the Ferrari. And I will go to the hill and shout all about you. I will, you know, get to Akash or whoever else makes those billboards. I will rent all of them in the city and say, Jesus is Lord, contact so and so. But I must get the red Ferrari. Then I will put every advertisement all over. I will make flyers and stick them in car windows. I will employ people to go all over the city and put the stickers on cars. But I must get my red Ferrari. That's how the soul is. And unless he gets it, he's going to be cast down. But thank God, you can look away from that and say, soul, let's bless God. Let's thank God. He is your health. He is your help. He's going to change the way you look. Praise God. What a revelation to know that you can talk to your soul. You can talk to your thoughts. You can talk to your fears. You can address those insecurities. You can address those agendas because they do not endure with the word of God or agree with the word of God maybe we can hear um, the 11th verse also in
1: Canada. glory to God amen yeah that
0: means I will still rejoice whether my soul feels like it or not I will still rejoice. Hallelujah. What a wonderful way of saying it. Let's go to the book of Hebrews also. Hebrews 13. And um, it's wonderful. Uh, If you look there in the 13th verse, it says, let us go outside bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Hallelujah. Here have we no continuing city. But we seek one to come. Thank God that this is not where you're finally going to stay. It'll be nice if you become governor of Karnataka. If you love Karnataka so much, you could be the governor of Bengaluru, governor of Andhra Pradesh, governor of Mumbai, governor of Jammu and Kashmir, you know, all of these places. But he said, if you're faithful in very little, you can be given authority over cities. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is our continuing city. That's where we're moving to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Notice here, uh, verse 14. Here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. We seek one to come. Actively seeking the one to come. Notice how much effort has to go into it, because you are actively seeking it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You see, that thing that we are doing with our lips is so important. While we're down here, when it doesn't feel all right, when it looks like the agenda is not coming to pass, it's not so easy to give thanks. It's not Uh, easy. It becomes a sacrifice. The sacrifice of praise to God continually. But guess what? It goes into that realm. That's why those two verses are together. By him therefore let us offer. So since that city continues, since we are moving into that place, thank God, you can say hallelujah, even though I don't feel like it, even though I didn't get that uh, Ferrari, even though I didn't get the Aircraft, even though I didn't get the right girl, or I got the wrong guy, you know, whatever it is, hallelujah, I'm going to praise you, I'm going to thank you, hallelujah. Can you say that? We can say it, amen, because here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come, hallelujah. How many of you are seeking one to come? See, it may not be easy on the soul right now, but let's continue to press into those thoughts, because Jesus is coming real soon. Let's get familiar with the fact that we are here to seek another kingdom, another city. Here we have no continuing city but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Let's hear verse 14 and 15 also in Canada.
1: Praise the Lord Jesus Hallelujah somebody said okay that's easy but look at the next verse verse
0: 16 to do good and to communicate forget not for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. So thanksgiving is good. Giving to others also is good. And it all goes into eternity. Then verse 17. Obeying those that have rule over you. Submitting yourselves to them also is good. It's all in line with all of that. Praise God. Have you noticed one thing about this time? The Bible talks about Jesus being the great shepherd of the sheep. Have you noticed that? In your prayers in Hebrews 13. And in First Peter, notice that he's not called the great evangelist or the great teacher. He's called that great shepherd of the sheep. Amen. Of course, he's a great evangelist, great everything else. But he's particularly known as the great shepherd of the sheep. Amen. Meaning, therefore, that this place of, you know, taking care of his sheep is definitely not an easy thing. Hallelujah. And it's a very great place. Praise God. So we have more responsibility, therefore, to take care of the sheep, feed the sheep. And they, in turn, need to maybe, in quote, obey and, you know, do the things accordingly. Hallelujah. All right. Is that happy or what? Let's read. Let's read. Let, let's read. <laughs> Hebrews 13. Did we do 14? Yeah. Let's, let's go on. Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, all done? All right, let's jump off. Praise God. Going back to the 112 sound. Like I said, talking to the camera is kind of different. But talking to uh, the people, is a bit different. Because they're going to now draw and say, you shouldn't have said that. Pastor, that was not good. That was a low blow. And I can perceive that, so I will stop. I will not go down that path. And say, let's spare the poor fellows. Let's spare the sheep. You get what I'm saying? But when you don't see them, you're just saying, they need this. They need this. The target is to get so great that even though they don't like it, you love them more that you bypass that and you still tell them. That target is a very high place. I must confess, I'm still going in that direction. I haven't arrived there. Amen? Anybody who knows me knows that. That I spare people. I just let it go. And say, you don't want to eat that? That's alright. Let's just have coke and chips. But I'd rather you have hard stuff. Heavy beef and all of that. Right? Even though I don't eat beef, but praise God. That's beside the point. 112 Psalm. Are you getting this? 112 Psalm. Praise ye the Lord, he says. Blessed is the man that fears the Lord. That delights greatly in his commandment. How greatly? He's totally excited about God's Word. Amen? His Word is an exciting place. This man has decided. Notice the first thing that happens is, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Amen? So the first people that get affected by your loving the Lord and His Word are your seed. Praise God. Either positively or negatively. But your seed gets affected. Hallelujah. If you act on the word and you love the word, of course the seed are going to notice that you love the word so much. And maybe even more than them. Hallelujah. That's all right, But make sure you love them too. Praise God. Hallelujah. Make sure that after the word comes the seed, your own children. Hallelujah. Because it's very powerful. Even after the church is over, you will still have your family. Amen. What about, <laughs> some people have decided not to get married at all because of these kind of things, you know? And that's wonderful. Paul was one of them. And then some have decided not to have children at all. That's also wonderful. But for some of us, we just had to have the whole thing. Say amen. Have a few children, throw in a couple of them, you know, whatever, you know? And just see if we can do this thing still, this side of heaven. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So I can identify with you more than those lone foxes and those tough guys out there. Praise God. But the seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Pastor, what about your children? They are blessed. Hallelujah. Let's go to uh, Proverbs 22 and verse 6. I'm enjoying uh, better times with my children right now. We had a brief... uh, Kind of time there where they were, you know, a little bit here and there. But now we're still uh, together and we hang out and all of that. And I believe it's because God is still faithful. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Praise God. That's our only guarantee. You know, I I don't have uh, insurance. I don't have so many things that look like requirements out there. But I have the word of God. Amen. And I have been that kind of a silly person in that way. That basically all I have is the word of God. And that may be negative. But it can be also positive. Amen. If you delight yourself in the word. And you get excited about the word. God promises you some things. Hallelujah. Your children will be mighty upon the earth. And I believe it. I'm believing that. I'm expecting that. Hallelujah. How many of you are expecting that? Amen. God cannot lie. If you train up your child in the way of the word, thank God, when he's old, he will not depart from it. Amen. Maybe when they're young, they may act silly. But when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Praise God. How many of you know pastors, children, who went, you know, ulta, pulta, but then eventually came back into ministry? It happens. Hey, I'm not saying they should all be in ministry. If they have to be in ministry, be in ministry. If you have to go and sell... You know, cupcakes, go sell cupcakes, or ice cream cones, or even cotton candy, or cat-on-condy, whatever it is. You know, uh, go for it. But make sure God told you to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's hear Proverbs
1: 22, verse 6 in Kannada. Amen.
0: So, blame God as much as you can. Praise God. So, uh, what about the children? I blame God. God will take care of them. I leave it with God. That's His problem. That's all right. Amen. I decided to follow the Word. I I made it more important than so many other things. So, if there's anything wrong, I leave it with God. But God is perfect in all of His ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Oh. You remember that song? Perfect in all. Yeah, He's perfect. He'll handle that. Amen? Praise God. Train up your child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. Praise the Lord. The next verse says, the rich rule over the poor. The borrower is a servant to the lender. So you have this thing here connected almost uh, directly with uh, prosperity. Training up the child, prosperity, they all go together. So as you train the child in the Word, in the things of God, you'll train him to not be always borrowing. When I was in PUC, I was famous for borrowing. It was the first time I was out of the house. So I would spend all the money and just go from Tom, Dick, Harry, everybody, Harry, all of them just asking for a loan. Can you imagine? I'll pay you. When the money comes, I'll pay you. That's how it was in college. Just basically finish the money like that and then go around borrowing money. And that's not cool. But thank God I'm saved right now. And so I'm not in the borrowing department. I have done my best to not borrow. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. And so you need to enjoy that. We, will, we can enjoy it. We will not be servants to the guys who are lending. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shake that shackle away from yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. If you owe, call it paid. Trust God. Wealth and riches should be in your house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, back to 112 Psalm. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. You know, there are families that are, f- are famous for being rich over generations. Their names are there. I don't want to mention their names. But, you know, your generation can be like that. Hallelujah. Blessed. That you have Built up the next generation to such a point that the wealth can be transferred to them and they will handle it properly. They will not make a mess out of it. That generation will handle it and they will train up the next and they will handle it also. The idea is to carry it through to the generation. Amen? Hallelujah. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. So it's the right way we are talking about not the wrong way of getting wealth. Amen. To do right, to do it the right way and get wealth and riches in your house. Now that's happening. Unto the upright there rises light in the darkness, he's gracious, full of compassion and righteous. That means one of the things is you will receive counsel in the midst of all the darkness out there. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? God will give you counsel. God will speak to your heart. I believe God who speak to you about your investment, about what to do, what direction to take at this time in your life. Hallelujah. You can claim that verse. Right, It arises for me. Light arises for me. And so I am gracious. I am full of compassion and righteous. Notice that this man is basically a giver. Hallelujah. He is full of compassion. He has not forgotten the compassionate area of his life. Sometimes... You know, people say, if you just keep giving like that, you'll have nothing. But notice, this man who is blessed, he has not forgotten the compassion. He is compassionate, he is full of it, that has overcome him, and he shows favor, and he lends, he gives, he guides his affairs with discretion. God goes with the giver. Hallelujah. God always goes with the giver. He is the one who gives. So that you'll be able to share with others. Amen. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. No matter how much is moving out there, you will not be moved. You will not be shaken. You will have a stable life because it came from the word of God. True stability comes from God's word. It gives you a foundation rooted, grounded, founded in him. And therefore you cannot be shaken. Hallelujah! <laughs> you will still be here when the dust clears, you'll still be there. When it's all over, you'll still be there. Hallelujah! And people say, this guy's still here, because it was face, based on the Word of God. Hallelujah! And they will like to know, how did you do it? And so, the remembrance will be there. How did you do it? That's how the remembrance comes. How did you make it through all of that? That's the remembrance. You will have the remembrance. Amen? He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Can you see the foundedness there? Unshakableness, heart fixed, trusting in the Lord. You can use that verse also for heart problems. Your heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Your heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Your heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. However, get it. It's from the Word that that kind of foundation is established. His heart is established. Verse 8. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. There are enemies out there, including people, not just you know in, in the realm of the spirit or uh, demonic things, but there are also people who are your enemies. They have joined with the enemy of our soul, and you will patiently wait in the word until you see the word bringing you out. And you can say to your enemies, ha, 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 I'm still here. You will see the desire upon your enemies. After it's all said and done, you will outlast your enemies. They'll be watching your triumph. They'll be watching your increase. They'll be watching your health. And you can say, see, it pays to stick with Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. We must note that sometimes there are physical enemies, people who are against you. Praise God. And your stability in the things of God will definitely come to them as a testimony. Hallelujah. Verse 9. He has dispersed. He has given to the poor. Notice that's mentioned twice. That means his giving thing is part of this man's life. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. Praise God. Let's park there for a minute and see if we can pick a verse or two for our Canada, um, verse three, first of all,
1: Raviwo, Aishwariwo, Avana Manelli, away, Athana, Niti, you, Indendigo, Nilutade,
0: and let's do verse
1: four also, Yatarta, Katale, Berkohutta, Athano, Athana, Krupe, Antankaranovo, Niti, you, Latane, let's do verse six, Nischewagi, Avano, Yendendigo, Kadalano, Niti, want let's do verse 7 also so he
0: has said to himself heart don't be afraid deep thoughts don't be scared don't be worried now don't be anxious now let's trust God he is our help he is our salvation he is our light he is our strength he is our wholeness he is our soundness you know, he's saying these things to his, himself, to his soul. Amen? So his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. As we park there for a minute, we're going to jump off to the book of um, 1 Samuel, chapter 2. And we're going to the song of Hannah. The other day we were talking about Hannah in some program and I decided to do a small read-up on Hannah. Very interesting lady. There's a song that I sing very often, and it comes from a heart. In verse 2, there is none holy as the Lord. There is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Remember that song? That's Hannah. Praise God. And uh, notice how she talks. And then uh, verse 7 is an interesting one. He says, The Lord makes poor and makes rich, He brings low and lifts up. <laughs> Whenever you see verses like this, it can throw things you know, a little off. Like somebody threw a spanner into your uh, machine. You know, It was just riding along nicely, and then poof, somebody threw a spanner into
1: it,
0: and you get stuck. But notice that as you develop in the Word, as you develop in the things of God, you will always have to take sides with God rather than with people. Amen? In the book of Job also we learn to take sides with God rather than with Job. Amen? And so there must be something about this that is a hundred percent. So is he saying here that the Lord just randomly decides this guy will be rich, this guy will be poor? Does he randomly decide this guy will be up, this guy will be low? Is that the kind of person he is? Well, let's see. I doubt it. If he's a God of choice... Who says, Choose whom you will serve this day? You know, who even when he was on the earth physically talking to Pharisees, you know, he could have forced them to choose him. He could have forced the whole earth to bow the knee, but he never forced any. He noticed their emotions, their will, their intellect, their choice. He said, These guys are scared of man. They have believed in me, but they won't confess me openly. That means they're not really saved because you have to believe and confess. These guys. They believed in him. Yeah, we believe in Jesus. We believe in Jesus. We believe in Jesus. But confess him? No. Because if they confess, if they make a big deal about what they believe about Jesus, they'll be kicked out by society. So he saw all those things. Nothing was hidden from him. This is the same God. He has not changed. Nothing is hidden from him. He sees the heart like a double-edged sword. He goes into the thoughts and intents of the heart, the Bible says, he sees everything, but he doesn't force anybody. He knows, knew, knows our choices before we make them, and then he chooses us. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, is he, is he the one who chooses some people to be rich and some to be poor? No. He knows those who are going to handle it well, that are going to make maximum impact, and he lets them have, in quote, accordingly. Praise God. Amen? How do you know that? Well, look at the next verse. He raises up the poor out of the dust. This is a blanket statement. He raises the poor out of the dung hill. Amen? That means talking to the believer. This verse is written to us. It's not written to people out there. How many of you know that? Yeah! Yeah! There are poor people on the dunghill still, perpetually. Every time you go to the trash heap, they're still there. Have you noticed that? You're the one who has to tell them about Jesus and bring them out, right? Amen? This is written to believers. 113 Psalm is written to believers. The one who will read it and say, I believe. Are you getting that? He raises up the poor out of the dust, and lifts up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes To make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he has set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints. And the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by thy strength shall no man prevail. Hallelujah. Again he's talking about believing. Isn't it? The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Hmm. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. He shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. After that, Elkanah went back. Praise God. Are you out there today? So, in case you get this kind of verse here and there in the Bible, don't get stumped. You need to believe that God is the God of abundance. He's the God of prosperity. As it is in heaven, he wants it down here too. Praise God. All of the gold, all the silver, all the length of days, riches and honor are for his people, the saints. Hallelujah. So don't be uh, thrown by these kind of verses. Take sides with God, the God who lifts people who believe out of the dunghill and makes them sit with princes, even the princes of the people. And then he makes the barren woman to run around with baby little children. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we hear, uh, therefore, um first Samuel 2 maybe we can read verse two first, and then the 7th verse
1: Kartanahage hage parishuddha nadavunilla nischayavagi ninna horatu mattobanilla namma devara hage yava bande verse
0: 7 praise god let's do the 7th
1: also kartano badatanavannu aishwaryavannu Koduatano Tagisuatano unnatha maduvavano agidane.
0: And then the eighth also.
1: Dari Davano, Bhumiya Dulininda Yetuwa, Yetuavano, Bikshakana no Tipe Gundinda, Tegidu, Unata Maruatano Agidane, Aurano, Pradhanara Madhya Dali, Kurisutane, Ganataya Simhasana Wano, Bhadya Kurutane, Yakandre, Bhumiya, adara Tambagaran no, Kartana Dagideve, Bulokawano, Avogala Mele Itidane.
0: Amen. Praise God. So there's there's plenty out there. This woman just sang it, made it into a song. She used to be a barren woman. Ha, praise God. I don't understand how a barren woman feels, but from what I can see, it's tough. It was painful because she's also the second wife. There was another girl in the house. Her name was Penina. And her husband uh, had children from Penina, and this woman used to make fun of Hannah. So it was tough. And therefore, this lady could be like an enemy to her, making fun of her. Ha ha ha. You don't have any children. Ha ha ha. But the Bible declares that her husband loved her still, loved her more, I believe, than the other one. Praise God. And so when she began to not hold it against her, notice verse one, Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Where was a delight in the Lord? In the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies. Because I rejoice in his salvation. Amen. So she must have had a character of saying. I know that they are laughing at me. I know that they are taunting me. But I am just going to rejoice in the Lord. I am not going to be bitter. And I am not going to be hardened about this thing. Amen. So people may be laughing about you. Talking about you behind your back. And it may be like. Knives in your bones. But don't worry. Get excited about the Lord. Offer thanks to Him. In the midst of it all, it becomes a sacrifice of praise. It goes into heaven, into that city that we are going to. And it affects the dressing that you will wear forever. Forever you will be wearing that shine, that glory for acting on His Word, for trusting His great love rather than your own fallen emotions and what people said, what the world said. Hallelujah. What a thing to talk about. Verse 3 says, Talk no more, so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. So she had a pretty accurate understanding of God. Hallelujah. So she was saying, Don't talk arrogantly about others. Look down at them and talk like they are nothing. He said God is weighing the actions. Amen? So it pays to have the love of God, right? It pays to meditate on the Word, speak the Word, overload ourselves with the Word. It will drive the fear away. It will drive our insecurities away. It will drive our competitiveness away. It will drive our incompleteness away. Sometimes we feel we have not arrived. Praise God. And so maybe we, we take many degrees and add them on. Hallelujah. And so now I am Dr. President Jangety Jang. I have finally arrived. But meanwhile, you are in Christ and you are complete. Say amen. Hallelujah. And it's okay. Get all the degrees you can. That's all right. If that's what you know, floats your boat, go for it. Do it. If that's what rings your bell, awesome. But, you know, get excited about God in the midst of it all. Hallelujah. They that were full, verse 5 says, have hired out themselves for bread. They that were hungry, seized, so that the barren has borne seven, and she that has many children is waxed feeble. What does this mean? This looks like, you know, conundrum. It's like, doesn't make sense. What she's saying is here, that if you're not satisfied in God, you'll never be satisfied. Praise God. Okay, you get this? You get that? You're full. And then you're still hungry. Praise God. Have you noticed that? You can pile on everything and you're still looking for something else. But if you are trusting in God, there is a contentment that profits you. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hmm. Quite a few things have been said there. I hope you got something. Let's maybe read uh, in Canada and then move on. Verse 3 and 4.
1: Inumele Garbadinda, Matanada Bedire, Nimabai in the Katina Mato, Hordabardo, Yakandre, Kartano, Tuluvalike Ula Devero, Athan in Tugal Potutawe, Parakrama Shaligolo, Bilugolo, Muriel Potutawe, Baladinda, Ah, glory to God.
0: Hallelujah. The Bible declares in Hebrews four and verse twelve that the word of God is quick powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Verse 13 now changes from that kind of word into a person. He says, neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight. From talking about the word, it suddenly became in his sight. So the word is going to actually deal with things as though Jesus himself were dealing with things. Amen? Our relationship with the word is our relationship with the one who sees everything. And he, he knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. But you can always talk to your soul and say, Soul, I know why you wanted that. I know you want, you want this. I know you want that. But guess what? Let's go to the Lord first. Let's get excited about Him. And none of these things will have to be strived after. They will be added to us. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Should I go and take a loan, for instance? If I ask you, I'll get all kinds of opinions. You know, Pastor, it's okay. You know, you're getting a regular salary. You can take a loan. But if I ask the Lord, it could be a very different story. Hallelujah. You see... The Lord has not guaranteed many, many things that the world guarantees. Amen. Praise God. He has guaranteed certain things permanently. He said, if you delight yourself in me, wealth and riches will be in your house. Amen. (laughs) That's guaranteed. Delight yourself in me, wealth and riches will be in your house. Don't worry, your children will be mighty on the earth. You will have light in the midst of all the darkness. You will be gracious. You will give. You will bless people. They will look at you and say, his memory is blessed. Oh, anytime we think about him, we bless him. God has guaranteed all that. He has not guaranteed that if you go and borrow, I'll pay for it. Are you out there? That's between you and him. You go figure it out. Amen? So I have not gone to that place yet. I do use you know, cards, but I call them paid and I pay them. So far, I have not be, been behind in any payment. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. But I have been able to sow also very heavily. I, I don't like to uh, be presumptuous. Did you put something in the account in heaven that you can draw from? Some people say, you don't have to put there; It's already there. Then why should you save in heaven? Jesus said, come and save in heaven. He, Paul said, uh, I want you to have an account. He said, not because I want your stuff, but because I want you to have an account. Why should you have an account? Why? Is it just for decoration? Well, it's going to be a decoration eventually, but it's something that you can pull out of. Amen? So I do some things because I know what I have done. So I just myself to just do something. Are you getting this? I know what I have given, but we should not become self-righteous also. Our righteousness is based on what God gave us. I cannot say because I've done that, so I'm going to do this. No. I'm taking ginger steps and saying, at this point, this is what I feel I can do. Maybe I'm wrong. But, hey, I want to stick with the word. Maybe I should just go take a loan and get the latest flashy car, man. And everybody else is coming in cycles and I park my flashy car out there and say, I'm the pastor. No. Everybody get their flashy cars first, and then let me see. Say amen. Hallelujah. Because I'm more interested, according to the scripture, my mind may be struggling, according to the scripture, I'm more interested in your benefit than my benefit. (laughs) Glory to God. I joined the Communist Party. No. (laughs) No. I'm still preaching prosperity, but I'm preaching God's prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Amen. This is not about how I can profit out of people. Let them profit. Let them be blessed. We will see. I must seek the kingdom. And then other things will be added to me. Say amen. I don't have to go bending people's heads, conking them on the head and say, pay up. No. I don't even want to send a single letter to anybody saying, Pay. I have never done it and I will never do it. Are you out there? God has promised some things. Say, Amen. No secret phone calls going, on. Please, you better pay that money now. Nothing like that. No. Hallelujah. Are you out there today? Why? Verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Everything is naked and open. In other words, he's seeing everything like that. And my word and uh, fellowship with the word of God, my word time and fellowship with the word must be like that. Just open. Lord, this is what's going on. Lord, this is how my thoughts are going. Lord, I need your word. Lord... I need to be able to flush this fear out. I need to be able to drive that insecurity out. Oh, Holy One, this thing has to go, Lord. Praise God. Are you seeing that? It must be based on a person that I'm getting excited about. And if I lose that excitement, something is wrong with me, not him. He's perfect in all of his ways. Hallelujah. Amen. Again, perfect in all of his ways. Oh, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> A discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The thoughts and the intents. You see, can you see, intention is important. The devil is also concerned about intention. You think they are following you for nothing? <laughs> That's how the devil is thinking. They are giving 10 rupees here because they are getting 20 from there. If all that stops, let me see if they will come and fellowship with you and praise the Lord. That's how he thinks. He still thinks like that. You think the devil has changed? He's the same. Thank God for grace. Thank God for the new covenant. Thank God we are saved. Thank God we are flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. That we can separate our soul and tell our soul, this is not really who you are. You can agree with God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And 1 John 1 9 becomes so much better and better and better. Amen? They tell you that if you get baptized, you will never sin again. Who said that? Where do they get such junk from? 1 John 1 9 is written to believers because their mind is being renewed constantly. They have to repent for things that they believed before, adjust, and think like He is thinking. Amen? Because everything is open before Him. And it is to him we have to stand and deal with. Let's go to John 12 as we close. And then we will do some Canada. Amen? John 12. Um, Let's go there. Praise God. And verse 48. Somehow I managed to finish our notes. Praise God. But maybe next Sunday I don't know about it. There may be more people and, you know, less notes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love it. How many of you know that Sunday can be fun? But at the same time, you need to have some some stuff, right? Amen. John 12, look at verse 48. He that rejected me and receiveth not my words has one that judges him the word that I have spoken. The same shall judge him in the last day. So guess what's going to be... Happening, The word will be there and the word will just be reeling off and we'll say, oh yeah, that's right. That's what the scripture said. So isn't it better to just know it right now (laughs) and know your, your exam results before you stand there? How many of you know that if they gave you the notes and they gave you the curriculum, everything, whatever they were going to ask you, if they gave it to you now, the exam will be different. You'll be super prepared, won't you? That's what he's saying. He's saying, get all my words. Deal with my word. Get excited by my word. You're going to have a different kind of entry into the everlasting kingdom. Hallelujah. You're going to be guaranteed that you will not be put to shame. Say amen. Hallelujah. That's why we need to have as much word as we can and not be satisfied. It must flush us. Drive everything else out. Amen. Now let's see if we can um, read a thing or two. Uh, in the fading moments in Canada, praise God, we'll go first of all, let's read John
1: 12:48 and then we'll back up. Amen And then
0: Hebrews 4:12 and13.
1: या ದೇವರ देवरा वाक्यों वो सजीवा वादत दो शक्ति उल्लद दो यावा हिब्बाई कत्ति किंतुलो हदवादत दो प्राणमा आत्मा ಆಲೋಚನಗಳನ್ನು ಉದ್ದೇಶಗಳನ್ನು मजे गलन्नो विवाग इसु वश्टरा मट्टिके तूरी होगु वंतदो रुदयेदा आलोचनेगलन्नो Amen. Did you
0: notice the word Lekha that he used there? That means accounts, right? Yeah, Lekha. Hi, Sister Lekha. How are you? No, I'm just kidding. Praise God. See, so the fact here is, suppose you had a guy who on the earth was giving you all the scripts that were coming for the exam and feeding you with the whole curriculum, wouldn't you go to that guy and just sit around that guy? I'm one of those guys. That's my prayer. That I should be that guy who would be able to prepare his people for that final test where we stand before him and get all the marks right. Woo, that's all I want to do. I want to stand there that day when we stand before the word, and say, Whoo, I'm good, I'm glad that I taught that one and I preached this one and we shared that one and we prayed this. I don't want to be there saying, when the great shepherd is there, you know, to say, I'm sorry, I didn't preach that one. I didn't teach that one. and I didn't pray this one. Are you getting it? Forever! Forever is a long time. <laughs> Forever is a long time. Amen? So we are preparing for eternity. Let's say that in Canada.
1: And we need to prepare well. we are seeking a kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is an eternal kingdom and God chose us for this time you are not here
0: by accident
1: hallelujah. hallelujah let's
0: embrace it let's accept it let's rejoice in him let's enjoy him let's love one another let's be a blessing on the planet let our remembrance or our memory be a good memory hallelujah praise the Lord let's worship him thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful God. You're the God who takes us out of the dung hill, takes us out of the rubbish dump, and makes us sit with princes, even the princes of your people. As we meditate and get excited about your word and about your personality, as we overdose and overload ourselves on your truths, I know every fear will be driven out. Every lie, every curse, every... Family disease, every genetic dis- disorder, every failure and curse will be driven out of our life in the name of Jesus. And so we're excited today to be part of that last day crew that can prepare the body of Christ, prepare one another, encourage one another for that great coming of the Lord, our great shepherd, the one who loved us and gave himself for us. We worship you today. We bless you right now. We thank you, Father. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful God. You're a faithful God. Hallelujah. Thank you for the insulin levels being restored in the name of Jesus. The islets of Langerhans, you obey the word in Jesus' name. Those uncontrollable impulses that come from insulin are being restored right now in the name of Jesus. I give you thanks. I give you praise. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you brother. Hallelujah. So are you sold on the idea that prosperity belongs to us? Amen. Are you thrown because of some scripture that you cannot explain? You don't have to be. God never changes. Hallelujah. He's a good God. And he wants it on earth as it is in heaven. Especially in your house, in your family, in your marriage, in your situation. Hallelujah. Let's take the bread and drink the cup. Knowing that this is also a death certificate. Proving and declaring that Jesus died. Died 2,000 years ago. The blood has been shed. Therefore... The testament or the will is of force. Now you can receive the inheritance. It is yours. Our Savior paid for it. Shall we eat and drink and celebrate? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. We're so grateful. Hallelujah we shall receive in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. We're going to receive the offering. And um, I'm going to read a verse out of Exodus chapter 1. It's a good one. Exodus 1. I'm sorry, Leviticus 1. Leviticus 1 verse 3. Notice there. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the earth, Let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. How should it be offered? Of his own voluntary will. Of his will. It should be free. Amen. All that you give must be given freely. Not by force. Hallelujah. So I I aim to keep it like this, never to force anybody in any giving. Praise God, let it be voluntary. Even in the Old Testament, notice that it was still free, a free will gift. Amen? Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? In that legal system, it was still free. If it was not given free, it is a waste. Are you seeing that? They may be giving it legality based or legally, but if it's not free will, God who sees the hearts... Sees the difference. Amen? So let's give freely from choice and excitement. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I am blessed in my giving, and I'm blessed in receiving. Abraham's blessings are mine. Oh, Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah, I'm blessed in my giving, and I'm blessed in receiving. Abraham's blessings are mine. Oh, Abraham's blessings are mine. Glory to God. I want to thank the team. Thank you, brother. Um, John and the guys behind the uh, whole tech department and camera and praise and worship, some are hiding in the corner because of we use only one camera, but I, I would like to acknowledge and thank you all for coming and being a part of what we 're doing here in these very perilous times. Praise God, thank you so much you 're blessed. hallelujah.